Good evening, listeners. Welcome to the Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank. This is episode 47. I'm excited to be here with you all tonight. I am your host, and you're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key at New to Georgia. I hope everyone's having a great night. It's now time to enter the late night madness. Welcome to our NFL Week 2 Games of the Week Pick'em segment. Each week, we're going to pick two of the best 1 o'clock Sunday games, two of the best 4 o'clock games, and the feature Sunday night game, as well as the Monday night game of the week. Each NFL Pick'em will also be announcing the rest of the scoreboards after our analysis. And we will also have music news. But tonight, we have a special treat. I'm going to be covering the Thursday night game between the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Minnesota Vikings. Jalen Hurts forced a throw into double coverage. One of his worst passes in years and was picked off A.J. Brown. He nearly had 1,500 yards just receiving a year ago. That didn't really stand in the way of the Eagles and their home opener. Fans booed the NFC champions in the first half when a string of of offensive plays went nowhere. All that, and Philadelphia is now 2-0. The Eagles already knew they'd be tested as they tried to return to the Super Bowl. Oh, it won't be easy. But they've been sloppy and feisty, and those highlight reel plays are behind last year's pace. Hurts ran for a pair of one-yard touchdowns, and threw a 63-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. DeAndre Swift ran for 175 yards and a score, and the Eagles held off the turnover-prone Minnesota Vikings 34-28 on Thursday night. We're a working progress, Hertz said. We strive for progress, not perfection. We want to grow and find our identity. Hertz, the MVP runner-up, shook off a sluggish passing performance in the first half and woke up the crowd when he connected with Smith for the scoring strike in the third quarter that made it 27-7. We own your skull tonight. And one Eagles fan sign read that after the touchdown. But Kirk Cousins hit Jordan Addison for a 62-yard touchdown that made it 27-14 in the fourth and found K.J. Osborne for a 10-yard touchdown that cut it to 27-21 and put the Eagles on edge. But Swift scored on a 2-yard run for a 34-21 lead with 4-13 left, and the Vikings didn't have enough time to score twice. He showed a vision and explosiveness Eagles coach Nick Sariani said. But Minnesota, now they're 0-2, which had three first-half turnovers in a season-opening loss to Tampa Bay, lost three fumbles in the first half in Philly, and four overall. And perhaps the most deflating moment for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson fumbled a 30-yard catch into the end zone and out of bounds for a touchback. With Minnesota trailing 10-7 in the second quarter, no one's more torn up about the one Then Justin, Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell said, but Cousins threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns, two to TJ Hawkinson, and Jefferson had 11 catches for 159 yards. But this was a very deflating feel for Jefferson. As for Hertz, he went 18 of 23 
for 193 yards, mostly to Smith, who also hauled in a 54-yard catch. He finished with 131 yards on four receptions. Brown, the Eagles' other star receiver, seemed unhappy with Hurts on the sidelines, and Suriani had to step in and calm the situation. At that point, Brown had only four targets. He finished with four catches for 29 yards. But the conversation we have on the field should be in private and not create some separation. But everybody wants to make plays. Everybody wants to contribute. He said, I have no worries. But Jake Elliott kicked a pair of field goals for the Eagles, including a 61-yarder to conclude the first half after Jefferson's fumble. Maybe it's the adjustment to new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. Maybe it was a short week. Maybe it was Hurts and the bulk of the starters sitting out preseason games. But whatever the reason, the Eagles were sluggish early for the second straight week and lacked that big play spark that made them a must-watch offense last season. But the Vikings blitzed and pressure Hurts early, and he could not break plays open as easily as he routinely did last season. They threw exotic blitz packages at him, and it really showed in this game. With Hurts, not his usual self again. After a pedestrian effort and a win at New England, the Eagles turned to the run game, and the run, and they did. 13 times on a 16-play drive, the annual Hurts using his signature rugby-style QB sneak to score on a one-yard run for a 10-7 lead. We didn't play our cleanest game, Coach Sirianni said, but I think the first week was a cleaner game for the defense and not as clean for the offense and vice versa. With tonight, we are 2-0 and we have a lot to improve upon, but we have to take a look at this win as going in the right direction. Here's the thing, the sloppy play of the Vikings. The Eagles might have to give a ball to the veteran Justin Evans. Evans hit on punt returner Brandon Powell forced a fumble in the first quarter, and the Eagles recovered. But the Vikings' first play after they picked off Hurts resulted in a turnover. Running back Alexander Matson fumbled, and Evans scooped the ball. But here's the thing, since 1990, 270 teams began a season of 0-2, and only 31 of those advanced to the postseason, which is 11.5%. As for Minnesota, their playoff team last year, they were 13-4 regular season record. But now we're on to our injuries report. As for the Vikings, left tackle Olsameka Adua left on a cart in the fourth quarter with a knee injury. As for the Eagles, cornerback Avante Maddox had a shoulder injury and wide receiver Quez Walker, Watkins had a hamstring injury and they were out for the rest of the game. But in this game, it was the Philadelphia Eagles who took the Minnesota Vikings to the Agastin, folks, to the bank by the score of 34-28. to Now we're on to our NFL Week 2 pick'em action in our first game. It's between the Atlanta Falcons versus the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have a certain way of doing things, even with a new face of the franchise. From Atlanta's point of view, the Jordan Love-led Packers look much the same as the team that had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback all those years. It's a stable organization, Falcons coach Arthur Smith said. They've got their way of doing things that probably hasn't changed, but after moving on, 
from Rodgers, whose fresh start in New York was cut short by an Achilles tendon injury on his first series with the Jets. The Packers have rallied around his young successor. When Green Bay, who's 1-0, faces the Falcons on Sunday, Love will be looking to build on the solid numbers he put up in that 38-20 victory in Chicago. He threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns in his second career start after backing up Rodgers the last three seasons. I kept telling myself, I'm going to play great. We're all going to play great. And that's the mentality that he instills in his teammates. As for Packers coach Matt LaFleur, saying it's important to keep the progress going week to week for love. So this game is all about consistency, and you've got to build upon a solid performance. And I think the more reps he gets, the more confident and more comfortable he will get. But the Falcons find themselves in a strange territory after their opening win 24-10 last week against Carolina. For the first time since the end of the 2017 season, Atlanta has a winning record. Don't care. Just looking toward the 2023 season, Coach Smith said. All I care about is trying to get this team to play better and get into the postseason. But here's the thing. Bajan's impact in the run game. The Falcons promised to get that top draft pick with Bajan Robinson involved in the offense in multiple ways. And the rookie didn't disappoint in the opener. Robinson's first career touchdown was a thing of beauty. The running back caught a swing pass, faked out one defender, smashed through two more, and scored on an 11-yard play. Robinson also broke off a 21-yard run that set up the go-ahead touchdown against the Panthers. That's the stuff we see every day in practice. Smith said, we'll line him up all over the place, and there's still more he can do. He's such a unique player. The Packers are leaning heavily on their kids to launch the post-Rodgers era. And Green Bay played 12 rookies against the Bears last week. That's the highest number of rookies the Packers have used in a season opener since 1952. So many of those rookies contributed right away. And first-round pick Lucas Van Ness and sixth-round selection Carl Brooks each recorded a sack. Anders Carlson. Another six-round pick kicked a 52-yard field goal. The two second-rounders, tight end Luke Musgrave and wide receiver Jaden Reed, combined to catch five passes for 98 yards. And Reed also had a 35-yard punt return. But when the Falcons devoted much of the free agent spending to rebuilding a porous defense, safety Jesse Bates was one of their most significant additions. I sure it looks like it was a great money spent on that one. In the first game for Atlanta, Bates intercepted two passes, forced a fumble, and was credited with 10 tackles. I think safety is a big deal. You're the quarterback of the defense. If you watch that film, you communicate at the top level. Usually that starts with the safety, and sure, Bates is. Love will be looking out for number three lurking in the secondary. He's a ball hawk for the Packers, quarterback said. He's a very instinctual player. And he plays on the quarterback's eyes. And that's how he made his plays last week. Definitely a guy we've got to look out for. And just know where he's going to be at all times. But a couple of Green Bay's top offensive playmakers are dealing with hamstring issues. Aaron Jones was hurting on this his second touchdown against the Bears. Though he described it as just a little bit. 
it was enough to keep him from practicing at midweek. So Christian Watson, the Packers' top returning receiver from 2022, missed the season opener with a hamstring. But we're going to give him through the course of this week and make him be determined to come play. As for Ritter's progress, the Falcons are building around their young quarterback. And Desmond Ritter passed for only 115 yards against the Panthers. But Smith brushed off any questions about the shortage of big plays in the passing game. Most notably, top receiver Drake Young failed to make a catch and was targeted only once. We'll never apologize for the winner. But Ritter has yet to throw an interception in his first five starts, which is a very positive outlook for them. They don't want to jinx this, though. But they have a lot of confidence in him to really go out and get it. But in this game, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. And going into the Jordan Love era, they're going to keep the momentum coming. I take the Packers in this game. We'll be right back, folks, with more NFL Week 2 Pick'em Action. You don't want to miss it. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. The Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the Kia Noonan, Georgia. And now we're on to our next game of our NFL Week 2 Pick'em segment. And this game is between the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chiefs players to watch out for in this game. We've got defensive tackle Chris Jones. He's expected to play for the first time this season after ending his holdout earlier this week and signing a reworked one-year deal. Jones watched the opener from a suite at Arrowhead Stadium. He matched a career high with 15 and a half sacks last season, but it's unclear how effective he will be after missing the entire offseason, training camp, and preseason games, and only practicing a couple of days this week. As for the Jaguars, we've got... Wide receiver Calvin Ridley. 
he caught eight passes for 101 yards and a touchdown in his Jacksonville debut. He showed a combination of speed, elusiveness, and playmaking ability that the franchise has lacked at the position since five-time Pro Bowler Jimmy Smith retired back in 2006. But there's going to be key injuries to watch out for that are going to impact this game. Chiefs star, tight end Travis Kelsey missed the opener after his hyper-extended knee in practice two days before the kickoff. But he's expected to play in Jacksonville. So him coming off the injury list is going to impact this Chiefs offense immensely. As for the Jaguars, two offensive linemen, veteran right guard Brandon Scherf, had an ankle injury, and second-year center, Luke Fortner, also ankle. They missed practice Wednesday with Coach Tug Peterson saying that Fortner is closer to being able to return. But we got to note what's going on in the series between these two teams. The Jaguars are 4-3 and three against the Chiefs in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's most recent win against Kansas City came on November 8, 2009. The previous two times the teams met in a home opener for the Jaguars, the Chiefs knocked out the Jacksonville's starting quarterback, Nick Foles, who had a broken collarbone back in 2019, and Blaine Gabbert, who gashed his hand in 2013. Now for the Chiefs, they're trying to avoid their first 0-2 start since 2014. The most recent defending Super Bowl champ to start 0-2 was Denver in 1999, as the Broncos began life without Hall of Fame quarterback John Elway, Kansas City's Andy Reid has 269 wins. One more would tie Tom Landry for fourth on the NFL's career list. As for Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he needs 533 yards passing to reach 25,000. A milestone indeed for the young quarterback. He also needs six touchdown passes to reach 200. Mahomes has 15 wins when the Chiefs have trailed entering in the fourth quarter. And Mahomes and Kelsey have connected for 46 touchdowns. They are five behind Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham for the third. For the quarterback to tight end connections, Kelsey needs five touchdown catches to pass Tony Gonzalez for second on the franchise list. Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Tony dropped three passes last week against Detroit, including one that was returned 50 yards for a touchdown. Kansas City dropped eight as a team, and the Chiefs running backs combined to run for 14 times for just an abysmal 45 yards against the Lions. Mahomes had 45 yards rushing on six carries of his own, but the Chiefs had 11 different players that caught a pass against Detroit last week. Nobody had more than 40 eight yards receiving, and the Jaguars are looking for their fourth straight, the fourth 2-0 start in the past two decades. With the previous one coming in 2018, Jacksonville has won six consecutive games as home underdogs, including a 5-0 record last season. That was the best single season mark in the Super Bowl era, folks. Peterson is 0-3 against his mentor, Coach Andy Reid, but Peterson played and coached under Reid. The Jaguars have to find a way to slow down Kelsey in order for themselves to have a chance in this ballgame, who caught 20 passes for 179 yards and three touchdowns in their two games in 2022. But I have to give you a fantasy tip. Look for Tony 
and the Jaguars wide receiver Christian Kirk to have much better showings in week two than they did in their openers. Tony combined for 140 total yards and a touchdown in the two head-to-head games last season, while Kirk totaled for 175 yards and three scores. But I believe I'm going to take in this one a bounce-back performance by the Kansas City Chiefs because now they got Travis Kelsey back. And that's going to open up the entire offense. And they got Chris Jones back. The two most dynamic players besides Patrick Mahomes on this team. Now we're on to our next game of the NFL Week 2 Pick'em segment. It's between the San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams losing streak in their biggest rivalry is getting awkward now. Sean McVay. Doesn't like to talk about it. Neither does Kyle Shanahan. Even though it's his 49ers on the winning side. San Francisco has eight consecutive regular season victories over the Rams. Who host the Niners again on Sunday in a meeting of the two 1-0 teams. Even if those defeats all pale in importance to Los Angeles' narrow 20-17 win over San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. In January 2022, four years of rivalry losses to a good friend's team are an obvious if you don't acknowledge that. I think the biggest thing is they've been a great team, McVay said. It's been challenging, and we're going to do our best to come away with the result that we're hunting for. The previous games every single week is a new entity. Every single year is a new year. One thing that hasn't changed is they're a great team to play against. And they will be in a fantastic challenge. The Niners actually weren't a great team in 2020. But two of their six wins came against Los Angeles. They made the NFC title game in the other three seasons during the streak. Beating the Rams twice each season. The Rams don't appear to be a great team this season around Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford. But they're off to a strong start with a road victory over Seattle. Los Angeles is young. Largely untested roster faces a formidable test from the San Francisco's Super Bowl contenders. We have such a history with the coaching staffs being similar for so long and the players being so similar. But the most recent time the 49ers lost a regular season game to the Rams, Brock Purdy had lost the Alamo Bowl two days earlier as Iowa State's freshman quarterback. Nearly five years later, Donald and the Rams get their first up-close look at Purdy, the seventh-round pick who seized control of the 49ers' offense as a rookie late last season. Purdy hasn't slowed down this season, passing for 220 yards and two touchdowns last week to beat Pittsburgh. He's hoping to follow in the robbery footsteps of Jimmy Garoppolo, who won 8-0 as a regular season starter from San Francisco against the Rams. By leading yet another dominant performance from the Niners' talented offense against Los Angeles' inexperienced defense, Kyle is as good as it gets in terms of being able to put all their different playmakers in the right spots. But here's the thing. You got Great playmakers. And much of the focus for defenses trying to slow down the 49ers offense is on recent all-pro skill players, such as the impeccable running style, gashing through holes and and the jump cuts of the hole with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Receiver Brandon Ayuk is showing he warrants plenty of attention too. He built 
on his first 1,000-yard season back in 2022 with a strong opener, catching all eight of his targets for 129 yards and two touchdowns against Pittsburgh. The cool thing about B.A. is how he can play, Shanahan said, but you cannot forget about the dynamic duo. The 49ers secondary must defend two unlikely new threats for Los Angeles. The injury absence of Cooper Cup created opportunities for receivers Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, and both seized them in Seattle with a pair of 119-yard performances. Nakua caught 10 passes in a physical NFL debut, while Atwell used his speed to hurt Seahawks repeatedly in the most productive game of his three-year career. But Purdy, Purdy 6-0 in the regular season as a starter, throwing at least two touchdown passes and earning a QB rating of at least 95 in each of those contests. If he does both again Sunday, he will join Billy Volek as the only quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era with at least two touchdown passes in each of their first seven seasons. That, folks, is an unbelievable stat. He could become the first quarterback with a 95 passer rating in all seven starts to begin a career. But the Rams' offensive line was quietly the star of their season-opening win, allowing no sacks and only a few significant pressures on Stafford. Aside from impressive rookie guard Steve Avila, the line is comprised of the same group that had a rough 2022 season. But Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson, a USC product and Southern California native, will lead the 49ers' attempt to tear the Rams' line back down to size. Jackson looked like a different player than a year ago in the opener. Jackson wore down as a rookie and was a healthy scratch at the end of the season, leading to an increased offense offseason focus on bulking up to handle the rigors of the NFL that had work paid off with his three sacks last week against Pittsburgh, matching his total from his entire rookie season. So that's very pivotal to see a guy like that who's going to be an impactful defensive player for the Niners all year. And I think he's going to be a difference maker in this ballgame. Along with Bosa, going to get too much pressure on the quarterback. And I believe with their offense, with Debo, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy cooking it, and then Brandon Ayuk. Oh, it's going to create opportunities for him. So in this rivalry game, I will take the San Francisco 49ers. Now we're on to the next game of our NFL Week 2 pick'em action. We've got the New York Jets versus the Dallas Cowboys. Play Some players we have to watch because now Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon and he's going to be out for the season. Now all eyes are on number 2 overall pick in the 2021 draft who struggled the last two seasons. And that is Zach Wilson. They did not really plan for this to happen for him to be ready. But Wilson is now being tasked with being the signal caller of a team that had Super Bowl hopes with Rodgers. Now, with Wilson, and he was shaky at times after Rodgers' injury, he finished last week's game with 14 passes for 21 yards, no, for 21, 14 to 21, for 140 yards and a touchdown with interception. Now, key players that you got to watch out for for the Cowboys, running back Tony Pollard, just like quarterback Dak Prescott and the rest of his offensive teammates. Pollard didn't have to do much in his first game as 
lead back after Dallas dumped Ezekiel Elliott. In a cost-cutting move, the Cowboys had touchdowns on special teams and defense before the offense got in the end zone for the first time to go up 26-0 on the Giants before half. Pollard was solid with 70 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns. He was the first Dallas back with multiple rushing touchdowns and an opener since Marion Barber in 2008. The key matchup, though, in this ballgame, the Jets' offensive line held up okay after allowing the sack on Rodgers. The Bills got only to Wilson twice. Now it's time for the test of Micah Parsons and a Dallas defensive front that sacked Daniel Jones seven times, topping the NFL in the week. Interior defensive lineman Osa Ignahozoa had his first two career sack game, and end Dorrance Armstrong had a pair. Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and Chauncey Golston had one apiece. But there's going to be key injuries in this ball game that we have to look out for. Other than Rodgers, the Jets are relatively healthy. But left tackle, Dwayne Brown has a shoulder injury. Right tackle, Makai Becton has a knee injury. And running back, Brees Hall, has a knee injury as well. They were all limited early in the week as they were last week. But I expect them to be able to go for this weekend's game. But as for the Cowboys, left guard... Tyler Smith had a hamstring injury. Safety Donovan Wilson with a calf. And cornerback Jordan Lewis has a broken foot from last season and should be close after missing the opener. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks was added to the injury report this week with a knee injury. So, Coach McCarthy says he has a chance to play, but we have to note what has been happening in the series between these two teams. The Jets are on a three-game winning streak after gaining two victories in the first nine meetings from 1971 to 2007. All three New York wins on the current streak were by field goal or less. But the Jets are looking for their first 2-0 start since 2015 and Todd Bowles' first year as head coach. Wilson completed all three of his passes in the fourth quarter on Monday night for 41 yards, including a three-yard score to Garrett Wilson. Since the start of last season, Zach Wilson has the third-best passer rating of 106.3 in the fourth quarter among players with at least 50 dropbacks in the quarter. He trails only Cincinnati's Joe Burrow, 112.5, and Dallas's Dak Prescott with 107. Running back Dalvin Cook signed a lie, signed late in the training camp, rushed for 33 yards on 13 carries, and caught three passes for 26 yards in his Jets debut. But Jordan Whitehead was the AFC Player of the Week when he caught three interceptions against the Buffalo Bills last week. The first multiple interception game of his career, as you will. He was the first NFL player with three interceptions in the game since Tampa Bay's Andrew Adams back in 2018. The Jets had five sacks, nine quarterback hits, and 25 quarterback pressures against the Bills. Undrafted rookie wide receiver Xavier Gibson plays his ho- in his hometown team in Week 2 after a 65-yard punt return for a touchdown and OT to beat the Buffalo Bills. It was the third punt return for a touchdown and OT in NFL history. Joining Arizona's Patrick Peterson back in 2011 and Kansas City's Tamarick Finover back in 1995. The Cowboys won their 
final eight home games last season after losing the opener to Tampa Bay. Prescott has joined Rodgers as the only QBs with at least 25,000 yards passing and 1,500 yards rushing in their first 100 games. Prescott is at 25,086 through the air and 1,648 on the ground through his 98 games. As for wide receiver C.D. Lamb, he had four catches in the opener after finishing last season with 10 consecutive games with at least five grabs, but his 49 yards set up for a touchdown. And he and Miami's Tyreek Hill were the only players with catches of 40-plus yards on opening weekend. But Parsons had 15 sacks in his 17 home games. Cornerback Stephon Gilmore had his 30th career interception against the Giants. He is the fifth among active players. And kicker Brandon Aubrey had a 28-yard... had no, the, the first Dallas kicker since Sean Sweezum in 2005 with at least 10 points in his NFL debut. So, I got to give you the fancy tip. And this one, Hull, he had 127 yards last week in 10 carries against the Bills, including 83-yard scamper. Look for him to be a key playmaker in this game against Dallas. But in this game, I know it's not as logical as it should be, but I'm going to go and pick the New York Jets with my heart in this one. We'll be right back. With more NFL pickup action, you don't want to miss it. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around, fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken 31, Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. 
As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just ripping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about cars. And I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Pro Catcher with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, the Kia Newton, Georgia. And now, we're on to our next game of our Week 2 NFL Pick'em Action. And this game is our second Sunday night game of the year. And this is between the Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa has been an enigma for Bill Belichick in his matchups with the Patriots. Tagovailoa's made four starts against the future Hall of Fame coach four times he walked away with a victory. That track record is also exactly why Tagovailoa is expected the unexpected from Bill Belichick's defense heading into his fifth meeting with the New England team. Coach Belichick has been coaching in this league for way longer than I think he's been alive. So he knows exactly what he's looking at when he coaches his guys, Tagovailoa said. No, nothing new under the sun for that guy. So we've got to come out. We've got to be prepared. We understand that that's a physical team. And they're going to make us earn everything that we can get. The Patriots did that in week one against the defending NFC champion Eagles. And quarterback Jalen Hurts holding them to just one offensive touchdown in Philadelphia's narrow win. Containing Miami maybe even harder. The Dolphins enter with the league's top-ranked offense following a comeback win over the Los Angeles Chargers in which Miami had 536 yards. It was the most yards for a team in a Week 1 game since the Baltimore Ravens had done so with 643 back in 2019. 
Tagovailoa was a catalyst in the Dolphins' production, passing for 466 yards and three touchdowns, including a late go-ahead touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill in their 36-34 victory over the Chargers. The performance earned him AFC Offensive Player of the Week honors, and Belichick said Tagovailoa's success has been a combination of of melding his athleticism with the talent around him. He's had tremendous production over the last couple of years, led the league in a lot of different categories, passing the ball. So they've got a really efficient guy running the offense, Belichick said. One of those players is Hill, who has accounted for six touchdowns and six total matchups against New England passing plays and playing against them with Kansas City and Miami. The task of defending him this week will partly fall to cornerback Jonathan Jones. He said the biggest challenge with Hill is that he continues to get better, finding new ways to release from defenders and gain separation. Then his speed takes over. Any play, he can take a three-yard pass and take it the distance, Jones said. Complicating matters for the Patriots is that this will also be the first time they have seen Tagovailoa since last season's opener. He was sidelined with a late season concussion and missed the second meeting between the teams. It's really underestimating to really find out that. But if you look at his record since he's been there, he's won a lot of games there. Regardless of what people say, he's won and he's been productive. But with Tagovailoa leading the NFL with eight passes that have traveled at least 20 yards last week, his off-balance 47-yard completion to Hill on 3rd and 10, was one of his best throws of the win over the Chargers. The pass traveled 50 yards, but Tagovailoa's ability to throw the ball deep has been criticized throughout his career. You can't just take a drop in the NFL and just decide, hey, because everyone says I can't throw the deep ball, let me just chuck it this far. But it entails everyone on the offensive side to work together, to be in a symphony, and guys to be at the right place at the right time. When asked if he still thinks people doubt his ability to throw the ball deep, he doesn't think so. But the Dolphins' veteran left tackle, Taron Armstead, returned to practice Wednesday for the first time in nearly a month after he was injured during an August joint practice against Houston. He missed the opener with his back, ankle, and knee injuries, but said he's working on getting into playing shape. So, there are trusted rookies that they have to work with and figure out how they're going to win this game, the Patriots. But quarterback Mac Jones has stressed the importance of trust this season for an offense that is evolving under new coordinator Bill O'Brien. Jones showed a lot of confidence in rookie receivers. Demario Douglas and Keishon Butte, targeting them for a total of 11 times in week one. Douglas caught four of his seven targets for 40 yards. They're definitely dialed in on the details, Jones said. Really, it's just trying to make sure we're working together, which we are. They're smart guys, and I want them to just go out there and play fast. And I feel like they both can do so. But in this game, I think Tua, Tua Tagovailoa with... Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Moster is going to be too much for this Patriot team on the offensive side of the ball. So, as much as it pains me, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins in this one. And now, we're on to our second Monday night pick'em game of the week. It's between the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, players to watch out for 
our rookie tackle, Dewan Jones. With Jack Conklin lost for the season with a knee injury he suffered in the opener, the massive Jones, a fourth-round pick from Ohio State, moves into the starting lineup earlier than expected. The six-foot-eight, 375-pounder, more than hell of his own against the Bengals, but could now find himself facing Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt, one of the most premier pass rushers in the NFL. As for the Steelers, running back Najee Harris never really had a chance to get Harris going last week against the Niners. After falling into an early 20-0 deficit, Harris is averaging 103.7 yards rushing in his four games against the Browns. But key matchups to watch out for. Browns defensive end Miles Garrett versus the Pittsburgh offensive line. First-year defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz kept the Bengals guessing last week by moving Garrett around. On one play, Garrett mimicked dribbling a basketball between his legs before rushing the middle and forcing to Burrow to bail out of the pocket. Now there's key injuries that we have to look out for. Cleveland emerged from the opener relatively intact, and the Browns starting safety, Juan Thornhill, will be out with a calf injury. He missed the opener and get, began the practice on, while he's sidelined. Conklin's loss is sniffing and setback to Cleveland's front five, which spent the summer developing cohesion, wildly learning how to hold blocks for quarterback Deshaun Watson, who scrambles and runs. The Steelers will be without veteran defensive tackle Cam Hayward. He had groin surgery. And wide receiver Deontay Johnson, hamstring injury, and is out indefinitely. Expect Pittsburgh to use several players, including rookie defensive tackle Keanu Benton, to fill Hayward's spot along the line. Johnson's absence should create more snaps for veteran wide receiver Allen Robinson, who caught five passes. But the thing in this game is how are they going to figure out the block uh, Garrett? He's one of the best run-stuffing backers there are in the game. He's fast, elusive, and he's strong. How are they going to block him? How are they going to create running lanes for Najee Harris to be able to run through the holes? Is Kenny Pickett going to figure out a way to be able to throw over the top the George Pickens? That's what remains to be seen, folks. But in this game, I seriously am going to take the Cleveland Browns. Their defense looked very strong last week. And it may even be so that Deshaun Watson might have a big day. But now, that we're going to go to our other games that we're going to look at in terms of pick them. So, for the Raiders versus the Bills, I'm going to take the Bills... Josh Allen's going to have a bounce-back game. That defense is too strong. And they're going to get the running game going with James Cook. And uh, Stephon Diggs is going to have a massive game over the top. Chargers versus the Titans. I'm going to take the Chargers. They're going to keep the running game going with Austin Eckler. And Justin Herbert has been amazing in terms of... A quarterback getting outside of the pocket, making his throws. Keenan Allen's going to be productive in this game. Titans, really they had to get Derrick Henry going in terms of a back hitting those holes efficiently. And there's still a question mark. They don't really have a quarterback still. Yeah, they have Ryan Tannehill. 
I don't really know what they're going to get going there. They have to get DeAndre Hopkins going. I'm going to take the Chargers in that game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Chicago Bears. Tampa Bay leadership with Baker Mayfield, that's going to be a 50-50. He does come out to play sometimes, and then sometimes he's very inefficient and temperament. They got to figure out what they're going to do with their run game at that point in time. They got to get the ball to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. On the defensive side of the ball, Devin White's going to have to have another one of those games where he gets over 10 tackles, which is pretty much what he averages per game. Justin Fields has to step up and be the quarterback he's meant to be. I don't know if he can do it. He hasn't done it. And what are they going to do? They got to get the ball to DJ Moore. Can they do it? I'm going to take the Bucs in that game. The next game is the Giants versus the Cardinals. The Giants, they had a devastating loss last week against Dallas. So they have to have a bounce back with Daniel Jones at the helm. He's got to have a better game. Barkley has to really be the running back that has to be the workhorse and really carries this team. Giants got to play very good defense. As for the Cardinals, will they find any playmaker uh, for Joshua Dobbs, a quarterback? That will remain to be seen. But I expect the Giants to be doing a bounce back in that game. Uh, Broncos versus Commanders. Russell Wilson's got to be efficient with his offense. He was last week ranking the top five in QBR rating. They got to get the ground game going. And Jerry Judy has to be incorporated the pass game if he's not already injured. But the commanders, Sam Howell has to play decent. We don't really know. He's a mystery so far. But he's got to be efficient in terms of his completion percentage. And they got to control the ground game. And their defense has to continue to play stout. Despite this, I'm going to take the commanders in this game. As for the Saints versus the Panthers, you got Derek Carr. Derek Carr has to be a playmaker in this game. And they got to get their ground attack efficient in that regard. And their defense has to continue to play stout. What Jordan has to be a force to reckon with to be able to get the pass rush going. I don't think the Panthers have enough going with Price with Bryce Young at quarterback. Will they will he be able to get to Adam Thielen? Are they gonna give him the time to do so? I don't think so. But the Saints in this one is who I pick. Then this concludes the NFL week two pick 'em action. We'll now be going on to our music news segment. You don't want to miss it. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. 
everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. I'll catch you with Corey Bank on WQEE 99.1, The Key, at Noonan, Georgia. And now, we're on to our music news segment. And our first story is about a legendary rock band having their album, Full Hackney Diamonds track list, with fantastic collaborations coming up Next, the Rolling Stones announced the full track list for their upcoming 12-song Hackney Diamonds album on Thursday, September 14th, been released yesterday, which will conclude the previously announced collaboration with Lady Gaga and Stevie Wonder on the song Sweet Sound of Heaven. That track with vocals from... Gaga and Keys and Piano from Wonder will be featured alongside Bite My Head Off with bass from Paul McCartney and Get Close and Live by The Sword, which has piano from Elton John. The collection, the legendary band's first new studio album or original material in 18 years is due out on October 20th. Other previously revealed guest spots on the album come from within the Stone Circle, including two tracks recorded with late drummer Charlie Watts, Mess It Up, Live By The Sword. The latter also features on assist from former bassist Bill Wyman. The album, which ends with the first ever original song to include a nod to the band's name, Rolling Stone Blues, was recorded all around the world from Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles to Metropolis Studios in London, Sanctuary Studios in Nassau, Bahamas, and Electric Lady Studios, and the Hit Factory in Germano Studios in New York. The Living Trio of original members, singer Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, and longtime guitarist Ronnie Wood announced their first new studio album since 2005's A Bigger Bang last week during a global live stream from Hackney Empire in East London, where they also debuted the Sydney Sweeney starring video for the first single, Angry. Talking about their 24th studio album, their first without Watts, who died in 2021 at age 80, Richard said, ever since Charlie is gone, it's been different, he's number four. Of course, he's missed incredibly, Jagger joked that the nearly two-decade gap between studio efforts was a result of the legendary hard-touring band being on the road most of the time between the records and equipped. Maybe we were a bit too lazy. Just kidding. But we didn't want to make just any record and put it out. Before we went, we said we had to make a record that we really love ourselves. We must say that we are quite pleased with it. I'm not saying we're big-headed, but this is what we have. And you got to check out Hackney Diamonds. They song track list as follows. Angry. Get Close. Depending on You. 
bite my head off, whole wide world, dreamy skies, mess it up, live by the sword, driving me too hard, tell me straight, sweet sounds of heaven, rolling stone blues. That concludes this incredible list they have, and they should be getting a lot of praise for this album. We'll be right back with our last story of music news. You don't want to miss it. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner, but thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Nightly Crow Catcher with Corey Bank. On WQEE 99.1, the key at Newton, Georgia. And now we're on to our last segment of music news. And this is about how a video game has bridged the gap in hip hop and gaming. The next bustling streets of New York City provided both the stage and audience for a boogie with the hoodie and Sway Lee on Thursday. As they parked themselves across the newly assembled TSX stage to play NBA 2K24 on an 18,000 square foot billboard as Boogie and Sway swantered into the plus designated gaming area inside the heart of Times Square, Detroit Pistons guard Kane Hunt Cunningham, tennis star Francis Tiafo, and digital marketing director for 2K Games, Ronnie 2K, were awaiting them to test their gaming prowess for an hour. The five men huddled around the Xbox console, playing a single-game elimination-style tournament in front of New York City pedestrians, hoping to win the coveted iced-out 2K chain, and most importantly, bragging rights for the night. Cunningham took home the top prize. I think it's a symbiotic relationship, says Ronnie 2K on rappers' affinity for the storied sports gaming franchise. Hip-hop has shown us so much love, and we show it right back by trying to create opportunities with the way we release 
music. It makes sense about athletes wanting to be rappers and how rappers wanting to be athletes. It never speaks true with the 2K because if they can't physically play, they can't play. First developed in 1999, Visual Concepts NBA 2K was released in November 1999 with the cover athlete Philadelphia 76ers guard Allen Iverson over the years. NBA 2K became a favorable video game franchise because its sleek gameplay and soundtracks. The 2K franchise previously enlisted rap heavyweights such as Jay-Z and Pharrell Williams. Thank you for listening into the Nightly Crow Catcher tonight. Thank you, WQEE. Everyone, get a great night's sleep. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.